0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Listen to Big Brother House Guests, Survivor Castaways, and the Amazing Racer Racers. That's right, here at the Rad Reality Show Network, and we have so many other guests. Well, welcome to the show tonight, our Thursday night Survivor show. If you guys have a question on Survivor, you guys can call in, um, 347-237-5506. Let's, let's have a great show, guys.
0: Welcome everyone, it's a huge double show tonight, so welcome Big Brother fans and welcome Survivor fans too. Tonight is September 24th, 2015, this is the Rad Reality Show Network, I'm Cherry Garcia, thank you so much for being here with us tonight. Um, The first hour of the show is going to be the Big Brother 17 roundtable show hosted by Michael Cowboy Ellis from Big Brother Season 5 and he will be joined tonight by special guest Enzo Palumbo from Big Brother Twelve to recap the amazing season finale of Big Brother seventeen that we just watched air on CBS last night. And then in our second hour, we're gonna start the Big Mike on the Mike show, hosted by Big Mike Albright. He's the biggest Survivor fan of all time. He's currently met four hundred and twenty eight Survivor alumni along with Jeff Probst, Mark Burnett, and many others behind the scenes. You might also know him from his very popular Facebook group previously on Survivor. And Mike will be here every Thursday night um, to recap Survivor's second chances during the season with lots of great Survivor alumni to chat with us. Tonight just happened to be a very special night where we needed to do a split show to wrap up Big Brother 17 and the premiere of Survivor Second Chances. So I hope you all are ready for a great show, and as always, you're invited to call in and be part of the show by dialing 1-347-237-5506. Please remember to press the one key, or we think you're just listening to the show. Myself and Paul from Minnesota will be here as your co-hosts, and we're going to say a quick hi to Paul, and then bring up our host, Michael Cowboy Ellis, and get this show started. Paul, how are you doing up in Minnesota?
2: Hey, Terry Hey, everyone. Uh, doing better today than last night. <clears throat> Excuse me, last night. I had uh, quite an upsetting phone call uh, about 10 o'clock last night from my nephew. And uh, um, as I often do when I haven't watched something, I know he's calling me. And I answered the phone, and I said, before you say anything and After I said anything, he goes, oh, oh, I know you're doing a show right now. I just want to say I'm glad he won. I had not watched Big Brother yet.
0: Oh, no. And he is, there was only one he. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no.
2: He felt very bad and I hope he remembers that next time. I don't know why he thought we were doing a show, but that's how he piped in. And I've done this with him for years when he calls and I tell him, you know, right away. I don't say hello. I say before you say anything.
0: (laughs) I know you do. You've done it to me, too. (laughs) I feel so bad for you. I know you hate to have it spoiled for you, and I don't blame you. I do, too.
2: Well, you know, throughout the season, it's kind of okay. I mean, we, you know, us feed watchers, we, we know things that are going to happen for the episodes, but this is like the one and only one you can <laughs> get spoiled with out of 19. Oh, my days. goodness. So, but wow. at any, I'm doing wow. better. I got over it, I guess. I, I, now <laughs> I'm starting to get pissed again. <laughs> Just talking about it.
0: Oh, uh, well, let's get. I know this song will cheer you up, so let's play his intro and get our host up here with us. Here we go. Let's do this.
3: I we got a cowboy! Boy. I
4: should
0: Welcome, Michael Cowboy Ellis. How are you, and how did you like that finale?
3: Oh, my goodness. Yee-haw, and oh, my goodness. I cannot believe we are here at the last finale show, and we crowned a Big Brother winner. And, you know, I have to apologize to Steve on air. You know, I was not really a big fan of Steve. Uh, I thought it was a waste of air. But you know what? Towards the end, this boy turned into a man, like they said, and he grew on me. He won competitions when he needed a win. He said the right things, the perfect speech ever, and I was just happy with the outcome 120%. I I didn't think I would be happy like this with Steve winning, but I think, um, you know, I forgot who said this, but they said, I'm voting for who's going to make us look good for season 17. And I was really impressed that this huge fan won this game. And I just was so happy for him.
0: He made the biggest move of the season at the very last minute, didn't he? <laughs>
3: Oh, absolutely, and, you know, the thing is, is I I remember being in second place, and I remember, you know, Drew taking me to the end, and, you know, just seeing Liz being so grateful that he took her um, was just so unreal, and it just, you know, I was, you know, speechless, you know, when Drew took me, but I was also very um, thankful as well. And it's just she. I think she was happy with a second place finish. I mean, obviously, and I mean, it's just wow. I mean, I, I just, I'm just still in shock that he took down Vanessa. Yep,
0: yeah, I. Like uh, they said in the. I think it was uh, John that said it It was like having the tiger pelt on the wall. When uh, Dr. Will was there talking to him, absolutely. That if 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 one of them took Vanessa out, it would be like you know having the tiger pelt on the wall.
3: I agree. I, you know, I, I think that I I love the reaction of the uh, the jury, and you know, I felt like what they said was, if Steve won the last Hoh and took Liz over Vanessa, that uh, they would think that would be deserving as a win. I was really shocked that Big Brother edited that and stuck that into the thing. But the thing is, is, of course, they didn't really know who was going to win. But, you know, I like to bring up, and I know Paul and Cherry, uh, you know, I'm not spreading rumors. This has actually been on Facebook and stuff and uh, social media. Um, but, you know, there was a lot of talk this week that uh, the producers was helping Vanessa along, and which, you know, you get that throughout the year, but There was some evidence that I uh, saw on Facebook and all this, and, of course, it went to the fishies, uh, people said, on uh, After Dark. But, you know, this is the thing is, you know, I was happy to see Steve pull this out because it would have really stunk if all those rumors was true and he took third place. You know, I, I would have hated that for him. And, you know, there's rumors out there that uh, Vanessa signed a contract uh, with CBS before she did Big Brother for a poker show coming up. So I'm curious to see if all those rumors come along and if that was the case. So I'm really, uh, only time will tell if that rumor was actually true.
0: We'll see if there's a show called Poker Face coming out. Um.
3: (laughs) Well well it's there's rumors that she signed a contract with c b s before she went into the Big Brother house, and it makes sense you know why you know but this is the thing we can always talk about assumptions if production works, but you know all I can say is that's not taking away from Steve; he deserved it, I'm excited, and um that was the right choice of the season I think. Right. I agree. Um I honestly got to... I, I, What? Go ahead. I wanted to say that I was also shocked uh that last question because I honestly thought Steve was wrong because I was like, Johnny Mac's not gonna say that about his practice? He's not going to say he hates drilling on teeth. And I was very, very shocked to hear that Steve won that last question. It was just, it blew my mind.
0: I know. We do have um, our other host that hosts our Survivor show, Big Mike, actually watched... um, All of Big Brother this year And he is on our switchboard And I think he might like to talk a little Big Brother with us Do you mind?
3: No, I don't mind And then uh, of course I I can't wait to talk a little bit of Survivor Before I get off And uh, I I have to say It was a great Survivor premiere And uh, I think it's going to be a great season But let's bring Mike up And let's talk Big Brother first Let's do this
4: Okay, we have
3: Big Mike Albright with us. How are you, Big Mike?
4: How you guys doing? What an amazing three hours of TV on CBS last night. Oh,
3: absolutely. It was just incredible. And, you know, the thing is, is you know, Paul mentioned, you know, someone calling and his nephew calling and telling him who won. And that's why I made my time. You know, what really blows it is when someone says on Facebook and it triggers your phone and it's like, Mm -hmm. you know what? I'm going to watch this live.
4: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Because I
3: I didn't want those spoilers. You know, Survivor wasn't, you know, I could have caught up on that. You know, that's just the premiere. But, you know, the finale, you know, sometimes I'm, you know, I'll put on my DVR and I'll have spoilers. Time for commercials, and uh, I just I did not want no spoilers whatsoever, and so mm-hmm. I, I had to watch last night live. I was so excited, you know, um, my nails because I've been biting my nails all night last night. It was a nail cruncher, and <laughs> so the th- the thing is, is I feel like Steve is going to re- represent the Big Brother community very well. I foresee him being at charities. I foresee him doing other things, but I want to give strong props to Joe Quinn, America's favorite player, and thank you all that voted for him to get him $25,000. I I think that was very deserving to see him win $25,000.
4: For sure. He
0: looked like he almost thought he was being pranked when his when he first was told. He, his face looked like, are you kidding me? He just looked so surprised, thoroughly surprised.
4: Like someone was going to jump and, out and scare him. <laughs>
0: I know. Michael, I wanted to let you know, too, that we do have your special guest on our Switchboard. Awesome. Let's bring him up. Okay, let's do this. I can't wait to talk to him. We have... The meow meow, Mr. Enzo Palumbo from Big Brother Season 12 with us. Hi, Enzo. How are you?
5: What's up, guys? How you doing? All right? Hey, Hey, buddy. It's been a while. How are you? It's been a while, cowboy, right? The last time we hung out was a good time, man. Oh,
3: absolutely. And, you know, this is – I have to say this. I feel like you and me was part of uh, two great alliances to make Big Brother history, and especially you guys uh you owned it like ours, and you know I know for me the game has changed so much, and you know from season twelve to seventeen, the game has changed a lot as well with the Battle of the Block and stuff how did you how do you feel like you could do in this new setup of Big Brother, and who was you rooting for? What what did you think of the outcome? Was you
5: happy with it or not? You know, I was I was definitely happy that Steve, had, you know, had the balls to, you know, to cut Vanessa loose there. Cause I, I'm like, I mean, how many times do you don't let this girl go? I mean, she played phenomenal. I, I'll give Vanessa that. You know, she played phenomenal. I just wish she did, like, own it a little bit more. I wish she was just more treacherous with it a little bit more. But it is what it is, you know. She's a good person and whatnot. But I like the way Steve took her out at the end because she didn't deserve the money. You know what I mean? She's already got millions anyway, like she said. But I like the way Steve did that. I was happy with that. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, now these these last couple of seasons, man, it's like it's like it's like Dungeons and Dragons, man. They're throwing this at you. They're putting this in there. It's, it's like you know, it's like you gotta have like a, a magical power to play. It's, it's crazy now. They've touched with it. Like they have messed around with it so much. It's so crazy now, you know. But. I, don't know, I guess they're just trying to make it uh, appealing for everybody, or you know, bring people back. You know, when someone gets evicted, they're trying. I guess keep like the good characters longer in the house, maybe. I don't know, but they got a whole bunch of things going on now. Like this season, that one, that one, that one thing that they were doing, they just canceled it and didn't even say nothing about it. When they would, uh, what was that thing this year? They had um... the Big Brother takeover. Yeah, the takeover. It was like. Mm-hmm. It was like an episode or two, and then it was gone, I and mean, they didn't even say anything about it. They were like, all right, that's it. Like, it wasn't on. Like, you got to yeah, tell us what I, happened, I you know? Absolutely.
3: And You know, we've had guests on all season long, and they brought up the same thing you have. Uh, I think we all on the switchboard and everyone listening, podcasts and chat room and uh, on the phone, I guarantee you that they feel the same way. Um, they should have went longer and you know, especially when Julie Chan says this is gonna happen all summer long
2: and it happens
3: for three weeks, you know, it just it just it backfired and I just I would have loved for them to own up to it. Like you said, for you know, Vanessa to own up to her stuff. I just wish that when they bring up something like that, and I feel like this was probably one of the worst Twist that they I'll say that when they had uh, Annie as the saboteur, he went out and won, and that backfired for the <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. show. So it, things do backfire, but I just with the Big Brother takeover, they could have done so much. Like they could have put like Doctor Will in the house for a week and let him just, you know. Talk smack to all the house guests. They could have put anybody in there to do that. Uh, evil Dick, they could have stuck mm-hmm. him and do that. I just feel like they could have done so much with that Big Brother takeover. I mean, they could have put uh, a whole herd of puppies in there and, you know, they had to <laughs> clean up the poop and stuff. You know, I just, I would love to see something um, each week. And Because I thought it was a great concept, and they could have uh, went different directions with that concept, but I think they screwed up this season on that concept.
5: I agree. I definitely agree, Cowboy. Like I said, it had a lot of, um, like you said, it had a lot of, you know, it could have been, it had a lot of potential to be good, and then they just, you know, they just let it fall flat, man. They did. Absolutely. Too many twists at
4: the same time, I think. That's probably And maybe the biggest reason there was too much going on, so they wanted to back away with the Twins and battle the block back. Maybe they were just like, wow, there's a lot of stuff going on.
3: Well, and, you know, to me, I feel like the Twin thing backfired as well for them. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit biased. You know, I had Twins in my season that was switching Mm -hmm. in and out. And those Twins owned up uh, to what the challenge was about. And, you know, to our understanding, what we were told was if we knew that they were switching in and out and we caught them, their Mm -hmm. game was over. And I felt like this season, they did catch it, but they let the Twins play. And I honestly did not like that concept because I felt like our Twins played a harder game. But I Mm -hmm. love what Steve said. Liz was in the hotel room for three weeks while I was in here playing the game. That was the best
5: thing that he could have ever said, and yep. I, I'm glad he brought that up. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe like being in that house. I don't want to see one of you, and I got to see another one of you. There's no way, like, <laughs> if I was in that house, that twin was gone. If, if, if we figured it, if like the whole house figured it out, or a couple people figured it out. That's it. She was getting put on the block, and she was going home. They like embraced. It's like, all right, we're gonna bring in another person. Okay, that's another person that you got to get rid of now. Like, get out of here with that shit. I don't want. I don't want to see that. You know, I don't want to see one of you. I got to see two of you now, identical. Like, get out of
4: Put in two shellies, not two of those two. <laughs> <laughs> I two
3: you know, so I've heard some people. That... Go ahead, Cherry, and I, and I can ask second.
0: I uh, I've heard somebody relate to Big Brother in the last season or two as a scripted game show instead of a true reality show. Now, what do you guys
4: all think about that? I'd be biased if I spoke, so I won't.
3: <laughs> uh, you know, this is. I will. I will answer this. I I like. The games this year I was a big fan of the games This year um, I still think it falls in the category Of a reality show um, I wish me personally I wish that they gave more prizes Out and that's coming from Somebody that has played mm-hmm. The game um, I I liked our Christmas In July when they Had you know uh, Christmas presents and stuff like That I I like that concept, and and the reason why I say that is what people don't realize. This season went ninety eight days. Um, you know, even in our season, we had the close um, uh, spree. Uh, I would love, I to love see when they
0: did that. that.
3: Absolutely, and I just I feel like it helps us mentally think. Okay, we're winning prizes. It helps us, you know, with our morale in the house. I still feel like Big Brother is an amazing reality show. Is there some mm-hmm. flaws? Absolutely, there is. But
5: it's still an amazing game to play. I agree, cowboy. It is. It is. I mean, it's look. I mean, I, you can only describe it by playing it. And when you're in that house and you're playing it, that that it's fun, man. It's definitely fun to play. You know like I guess at these last couple of seasons, I guess they're trying to change the demographic they're trying to get other you know this is a, I don't know what they're trying to do, but you know I guess they're trying to just i guess survive you know survivor's been going on for a long time they're trying to guess keep it fresh so you know to keep it more alive, keep it going more but you know we'll see how it turns out, but it is it is a fun game to play, man I'll tell you that
3: so, I, I feel I feel like they're trying to get the younger generation more involved and you know this season you had more younger people they they brought mm-hmm. transvestite they had the gay they had uh they had the cowboy and you know i feel like they're hitting all of these characters now and mm-hmm. i mean transgender but um i just you know it's one of those things where i feel like they hit in so many Areas Like you're saying But I want to talk about this Enzo There's strong rumors Because Big Brother was signed For two seasons this year Season 17 and season 18 There's strong rumors Of an All-Stars 2 If they call you Would you be crazy enough To mail it up In the Big Brother house again
5: I mean, that was the first time that ever, they ever did that, right? They uh, signed out for two years just like that. They never did that before. So, I mean, look, an All-Star season, it would be fun because, you know, you want to play against the best. You want to play against people that are conniving, that are sneaky, that, you know, I mean, not for nothing. Like this season, too, there was just maybe, you know, Vanessa, and this, but a lot of them were just like – Puppets in this house, you know, letting people do mm-hmm. whatever they want. They let Vanessa—I mean, they, that girl, one of the twins—let Vanessa manipulate it during a fucking POV. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do during a POV. That
4: was hilarious.
5: Yeah, it's like, what's going on here, man? You know, so.
3: But that, that would brilliant. be an honor,
5: man. You are playing against like the greats and get sneaky with, it, and I, and I would like to see how far I get with the greats because I'm—I'll be—I'll be. Oh my god, I'd love to. Because now, like, before I got on the show, I wasn't like. Uh, you know, a, a big fan of the show. I never really watched it. Now, sitting back, and and I already played it, and now sitting back as a fan watching it, oh, my God, I got so many different things that I would do now. You know, like, I love the way I played the game last time, but, oh, my God, I would play the game so much more different too now, just watching it as a fan.
4: Do you guys think they would do a straight-up, like, second chances or like the original big, big Brother All-Stars where production did half of it and the fans did half of it allegedly? Or do you guys think what happened?
5: I don't, know. I don't. I don't know if they'll do an All Stars per se. I think they are going to bring people back. I, that's oh, what yeah. I think, and, and I think they're going to format it like differently. And it's not going to be like an All Stars, but it's going to be like you know, like something where like you know, uh, uh, allies or you know, alliances versus whatever. Mm-hmm. To, you know, what I mean, something oh. like that. You know, it's going to be something like that. That's what I think.
3: I would like to see villains uh, versus heroes. I'd like mm. to see. Something like that, bring all the villains back, bring some heroes back, and you know, like Survivor did, because I felt like that was a great season Mm -hmm. of Survivor when they did uh, Heroes versus Villains. And I feel like it would be kind of interesting to see if any of the heroes would end up turning into a villain just to get to the end. So, because we all have played the game. And I feel like if we go back and we play the game, it's going to be ten times different. So I'd I, I like to see the concept of how that would uh, create the drama and stuff and who would switch over to the dark side or who has calmed down a lot and is not really a villain anymore. I'd like to see that type of concept.
5: Yeah, I Look, I think they have to bring people back. I think it's time. I think... They're gonna to have to bring like uh, you know at least six at least six people from the past back at least because I think that's that's what that's what Big Brother is too. You bring people back, you bring fan favorites back. That's what keeps the show going too. You know, there's a lot of people that have fans out there that want to see them play the game again. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I think they're gonna definitely bring some people back. I think you have to, man. No, I I
3: totally agree. And you know, I I just you know me personally though. This is what I like, and I've said this over and over. They need to build the house a little bit bigger. Uh, they need to have twenty twenty-five people in, and, and five people go home the first night. But what I what I, what oh, I love shit. is your your own destiny. You're seeing a bloodbath.
2: You're
3: you're seeing the sweat, the tears of fighting to play that game because in the first All Stars. I was one of the ones that got rejected the first show. Mm -hmm. It was strictly strictly on votes. And I feel, or production's, you know, views as well. But I feel like it would have been great to see us do an endurance competition and say, play your heart out. That's what Big Brother's about. I would love to see the tears and the sweat. And I feel like that would create so much Uh, Drama within the first show Because five people Is getting kicked out
5: That's definitely definitely a good That's an idea definitely
3: The more the
5: the merrier right Put them all in there man Well and
3: you know the thing is, is You know ultimately You know they pushed it to 98 days So ultimately with the numbers They could do it because they made it Work this year and, you know, it's just uh, one of those things that you brought an extra person in with the twins, and then you brought someone back in uh, the house for a second mm-hmm. time. Which, I have to say, Johnny Mac did an amazing job for uh, a person coming back uh, into the mm-hmm. house because usually they're right out the door the next week. But I really liked Johnny Mac. I thought he was hilarious. I thought – I just wish that he – uh, got him a stronger alliance, and you know the first couple of days. And what you and I could vouch for, a strong
5: alliance
3: can get you far in
5: the game. Oh, uh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of like this. Pe- on this, see, there's a lot of lost people. There was like a lot of people were like playing by themselves, and no one really, you know, there's a lot of you know just people by themselves. And yeah, they, they had a little bit of alliance there or whatever, but. It was really a lot of people by themselves, and they were lost. And, like, with me, I was like, look, i got to have the numbers, man. I want to surround myself with protection. And, again, like, you don't know who was who. Luckily on my season, it was that whole saboteur thing. And that was the whole key to the thing because I always used that as, like, look, you know nobody in this brigade is a saboteur because everybody's sitting on the couch that night. And when the lights went Mm -hmm. off, you heard everyone talking on the couch and the lot, when lights came back on, it was a lock on the door. So you knew that nobody in the brigade was a saboteur, and that's what I used too in the beginning to just, you know, to be argue you know, he is right, he is right. And I used that, you know, so you got to, like, find little things like that to, so somebody somehow trusts you because you really can't trust anybody, but you're going to have to, you know, show something to make them trust you. You have to, at least in the beginning of it. So you set yourself up for the later weeks, you know, get to the end of that game. And then when you get to the end of the game, who gives a shit? You're already at the end of the game. you gotta, you got to play now. you got to win.
3: Absolutely. And, you know, but the thing is, is with the brigade, it had to be hard because then you were up against yourselves. And y'all did that very, very well. I mean, I'm very impressed because you don't see alliances going back to back to back. I mean, didn't y'all uh,
5: correct me if I'm wrong, but y'all went one, two, three, and four, right? Yeah, it was it was me, Hayden, and Lean at the end. Uh, Matt, yep. Mac got kicked out. I think when the final was the final six. Oh, okay, so y'all yeah. went one, two, and three. Yeah, it was, uh, we got three of them in it, but we all kind of like turned on Matt there because we just knew that Brittany. Wasn't gonna put up Reagan, like we knew that. So it was like, you know what? Let's go up there and tell her to put up Matt. Well, M- Matt thinking Matt's thinking that we're going up there telling, him, we're telling her to put up Reagan, but we're actually going up there telling her to put up Matt because we knew that that for, that was the best chance for me to survive anyway. If Matt was up against me, so that's why so, I knew uh, that, and that's why I pushed for it. I mean, I, if Matt used the diamond power veto on Brittany instead of Kathy, it probably would have been a final four.
3: Right? Oh, absolutely. And you know, you know, just hypothetically,
5: is the brigade still close to this day? I'm uh, with Hayden. Yeah, I mean, yeah, with everybody. Because you know what it is, Everyone lives so far away. So you know, sometimes on holidays we text each other, or you know, once in a while we'll we'll call or whatever and just talk this this, and that. But you know, it's it's just you know they live so if they live close to me, man, we'd be hanging out all the time. Definitely. Yeah. Well,
3: you know, it's probably. The same way with me, I'm a four horseman for life, and you know you'll always be a brigade. that'll be something that will always be in your blood and part of you and you know i I'm a type of person you know we're brothers for life, and you know i I love my four horsemen i It's weird how we created that alliance on day one, but I mean there was. Uh, signs to um, get us to where we was. You know, my ultimate uh, goal was I wanted to play the single card. But when I saw all the signs, uh, and and I'll tell you all the signs because I mean I'll be real. It's eleven years. I'm not in contract, so I can talk about this. Um, when I went to finals. Uh, in LA, I, uh, you know how they break you into groups to, and you cannot speak to each other by all
4: means, mm-hmm.
3: but they break you in groups and, you know, to do the process and whatnot. And Jace was in my
5: group. We could not. Oh yeah. I was already, well, I, was, I was, I was, when they, when the handlers weren't looking, I was already trying to make alliances then. I was already talking. I was pointing to this one. I remember, look, yo, me and you, we getting a house, right? eyes right, and point. I was raising my thumb at people, like yo, me and you in the house. I was already playing the game then. I didn't give a shit. Fuck that. I remember seeing Rachel. She would look at me and smile. I look at her and smile. I remember. I remember uh, half of my cast I seen. I remember Matt. I remember half the cast, and I was just looking at him, this, this and that. You got him, man. You had to play the game.
3: So it's it's funny you say that. So I don't know how this happened. But when I was going back to my room, because they split us up. It was after dinner. They split us up. I ended up in the elevator with Jace. It was just Jace and I. And he, he tried to talk to me. And I was like, I'm this paranoid 23-year-old. I'm like, am I am I being set up
5: right now? Uh, what <laughs> yeah, you don't know if that's t- you don't know if that's a uh, you know a plant right there. Like, you don't know, man, if that's a narc, a BB narc, or whatever. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
5: Yep. Yeah. And so, J- so Jace uh, looks at me and he said,
3: "You and I get in the house. We're in a line together." He shook my hand. I didn't say a word. And so, when we both was in the house on the first day, him and I was with this uh, the group uh, t- other two four horsemen. So we knew that we were going to be together. But it was weird how Faith happened. Because I couldn't tell you how he ended up in that elevator. I couldn't tell you. But it happened.
4: Maybe production wanted you to two to meet. That'd be even crazier if they were like intentionally put you two in the same spot to link up.
3: Oh, I didn't think of that.
4: You never know those... Those those handler types and CBS, they 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 got a, bit, a lot of good stuff going on in their heads, so you never know.
5: <laughs> They're crazy. always playing games, man, always. Oh, when you go in that DR room, they'll always like throw some shit at you. Like, so, do you think you could really trust him? And this, and mm. I'm like, yo, oh, stop! I'm in this game. I'm playing the game. I know what's going on. Get out of here. <laughs> Well,
3: and and, and it's cool. You know how we also – Enzo, did you watch my season a little bit?
5: A little bit, yeah. A little bit I did. Okay.
3: Okay. Well, so we created a fake alliance, and we drawed Marvin in our alliance, and we called ourselves the Santa Monica Van Boys, and everyone (laughs) wanted to know why we came up with the Santa Monica Van Boys. But what happened was majority of my alliance members – was on a bus uh, with Marvin that they went to the beach, which I didn't get to do that. So I don't know. Maybe that was when I was meeting. I don't know. I don't
5: know what ha- why I didn't. I didn't go do to no beach, shit, man. I was in that fucking stinky hotel room in there, exactly. and then I'm like, exactly. you know, calling the handlers up every ten minutes. And I'm like, I want this, I want that, and I want yep. room service. Absolutely. Well, so. So we created ourselves the Santa Monica Van
3: Boys because Marvin was in the van with them, and of course the Alliance did not even exist, but he thought it existed. And you know the thing is was that was the best move for our game, and it was just so hilarious because when he wasn't around, we would laugh, we would giggle, like he really believed this shit. But ultimately. You know, he was just there to keep us safe, and it actually worked. Because when he
5: won HOH, none of us went up. None of you guys went up, yeah. When you have an alliance of four members, you need that help. Because it's going to happen when none of you guys are going to win HOH, and whoever's HOH week, either you're going to put one of you guys up, and if you're lucky, and she puts nobody you up, and then now you guys, now you guys got the numbers another week, and the numbers just increase in your favor now, you know? Oh, absolutely! But you know, the thing is—is do you ever catch yourself
3: doing something in the everyday world to this day, and you go, "Oh my gosh, it just was like deja vu of being back in the Big Brother house." Does it trigger things, uh, memories of you being in the house?
5: Uh, triggers memories. I mean, I'm always, I'm always like thinking about it. You know, like, like, like I always say, like that house is like, it's like a drug, man. It's like when you're in it, you can't wait to get the fuck out. But then when you're out, it's like, man, I miss it. Like I want to go back in there. You know what I mean? I want to go back in there and play the game. It's so weird, man. It's like that house. Like it's like the like even the house is like a player. You know what I mean? That whole house is like a. It's I don't know, man. It's crazy to describe it unless you play it. But that house has a life of its own too. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You
3: know, Would it, you guys it like to take a call? Head. Absolutely.
5: We've got a
0: fan waiting on the switchboard. Let's bring her up and see what she has to say. We've got Jersey Girl on the line with us.
6: Hi, Jersey Girl. How are you? Hey, guys. How you doing?
3: Hey Jersey Girl. I'm, I'm
6: Reality Potato hey. in chat, guys, just so you know. I have like seven million names. What's up, guys?
3: What's, What's up? up? Welcome What's to up? the show.
6: So um, I'm stoked to hear about what you guys thought overall of the finale. I know you talked about it, but um, I agree with with what you guys said for the most part. I um, I wasn't I, – I think Vanessa did play a great game. I was wondering if she was going to own her game. If you know what I mean, that went around a lot. If she was going to come out and say, like Jason mm-hmm. said to her, I thought Jason had probably the best comment besides Davon with the Judas thing. I love that. But when Jason said, I wanted to hear you say that you bathed in blood, I wanted, because I think it would be really cool to see a woman that owns the fact that she was the bad guy, because you can't be a good guy throughout the whole game and win it. It's like impossible. So I was a little disappointed in her not owning it, but I'm not going to lie, when Steve beat her on that last question, I, I didn't know what I who I was rooting for because I'm a James girl, but... Um, when he answered that, I just was, like, up and screaming, like, yeah, dude.
2: <laughs> and he <laughs> took her
6: out. And ultimately, I agree. I think, Cowboy, you said this, that um, because he took her out, I think that was the golden ticket. I think because he took her out, he won.
3: Right. And you know? I didn't realize this, but they, they were doing the number count, and I guess he won, like, four HOHs. So, I mean, which went by really quick. Uh, I was really impressed with his numbers. Um, You know, me, ultimately, I think that he had a better record than Liz. I think it was a – it came down to who took out the best player and Steve knew what he needed to say to win that half million dollars. And because it was so cool to see his comments, and watch the jury's reaction to all of the way he was saying.
6: Yeah, exactly. I I kind of called it, because I felt like the, everybody that was left, I kind of deemed them like Vanessa's bitches. You know, like everybody that was left was kind of like her little entourage of minions or whatever. But cool. I <laughs> I said whoever... I didn't want it to be Liz, because I, I honestly thought it was unfair. She played half the game. She had... The emotional aspect of having a twin there, it would be like having your spouse or something to emotionally rely on. I thought that was such a huge advantage for her. Um, but honestly, if she took Vanessa out, and it was her and Steve in the final two, I don't know. I mean, I think that was the golden ticket, like taking out the best player. And Vanessa did play a great game. But somebody needed to not be scared of her and take her out, and it ended up being this person that we, you know, Austin called boy, and, you know, the viewers are watching this kind of little kid. And yeah, he manned up and he took her out, and I think he deserved it.
5: And I think something like, look at last year with Cody and Derek. I mean, if, if Cody musses up those balls and gets rid of Derek and takes. And takes I even forgot her name. What, what was a Victoria? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> takes her. I mean, he's got five hundred thousand dollars in his pocket now. You know what I mean? Like at that moment, mm-hmm. all that shit gets thrown out, man. You just got to make a move right there, and you're sitting next to five hundred thousand dollars, man. You know, so that's why I didn't want to see that this year. And I'm so happy that Steve did that. He caught her. Vanessa played awesome, like you said. But I, 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 I wish, like, you know, uh, you know, I wish she was like more treacherous. I wish she was more evil, like that, because it would have made her. Like that much more of a uh, of a better play, you know. But it is what it is. She played great no matter what. She played awesome, and she got mm-hmm. the end of that game by playing everybody out, and she did her thing. But she by one question, she lost five hundred thousand dollars. That's how crazy it is. Mm-hmm. She, oh yeah, she, I know. She'll go into history
3: of being one of the best players in Big Brother history for sure. Can I just interrupt
6: and real Cowboy? I appreciate that so much because one of the things that. Steve said, and I, I think he's just socially awkward. I don't, I'm don't, i not taking anything he said offensively. I happen to be a gay girl myself, so, like, I I was going in kind of rooting for Vanessa, but by day two, yeah. it just it annoyed me, whatever. But um, he kept saying she was the best, and he kept inserting female. He kept inserting female before everything, and you just said she's going to go down as one of the best players without inserting female, and I think that's really important because – I don't think she should. But she should be put into a category with just females. I think overall her gameplay, when compared to males, was also I ama- mean like epic. And oh, yeah, you're right. She's,
5: you she's a great player. That's it. that's what I just said. She's a great player, female yeah. or not. That she was just an awesome player. So you're right. Mm-hmm. You're 100% right with that. Yeah, yeah and and I want I want to say this and kind of. Defending
3: Steven just a little bit. And I and I, I didn't care for Steven uh, through the game. I ended up loving him towards the end. But this is what I have to say, because I go back and I watch clips of what I said when I was 23 years old. Steve is a young boy, and I feel like he's very smart for his own good. But I think what he was trying to entail is she was probably what or she is the smartest girl to play Big Brother and I, I feel like she's gonna hold that title. Uh mm-hmm. should should he have directed that differently? Yes, because apparently I guess I as a male I did not catch uh what you're saying but ultimately you're absolutely right. And but I have to say that he will learn that type of stuff when he gets to be old like me, 34 years old, <laughs> 11 years after <laughs> he played the game. But I feel like he handled his speech better than I did, and I had an hour and a half, give or take, with the jury members. You know, the process is ten times different. And for him to only have the few moments, and to answer those questions or to even evict her, I do understand where he was going, but I also see what you're saying is he could just say Big Brother in general.
6: Yeah, that was just like a side point. I thought overall, I mean, I wasn't offended by it. It was just, it was just I mean, peop- God, these people are getting filmed 24 hours. You know, things are going to be said, things are going to happen. Yeah. It's not, some unless it's constantly, unless they're like, so apparently racist or sexist or homophobic or so I mean it's not I don't fault him for saying that, it was just a point and I agree with you. I think I was a little worried because I thought in that scales of just us thing, I thought that Vanessa was gonna have the upper hand because since it was live it was wow. simply going to be based on the fact that they were under pressure. And I was so impressed with the entire finale, with the fact that Steve, this nervous kid who vomits all the time, was not, didn't seem for a second like he would just rock that shit. I mean, he just didn't seem like a nerve, he didn't let the nerves get the best of yeah, him. Yeah, he was
5: really focused, yeah, he was, you could you see it on his face, oh yeah.
6: He just went into that mode, and I was so proud of him for it. So I can't – was he my favorite? Did I like the final three from my perspective? Would they have been the people I'd chosen? No, but that was really an epic moment in my opinion. So
3: that's my Absolutely. opinion. You know, I was – you know, I i had in my season um, – Jersey Girl, did you watch my season? I I
6: don't remember. I have such a bad... I think I watched part of it. I started getting into it more
3: recently, honestly. Okay. So, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about... It, and you should go and watch my... I cried all the time. I do yes. apologize. Yes. But oh, no, have, that would win me over. <laughs> I would love to see a grown man cry. Trust me. But they, they they stuck my sister in the house that I had never met. And, you know, it was a very hard situation. You know, here... She's 21. I'm 23. We're on two different alliances, but she was the ultimate player. She was the best player in our season, uh, mm-hmm. and she actually created the backdoor plan, which was I love really, that. Like, what people adopted throughout the year to Big Brother. And I oh, I've heard I, of her. Yeah, yeah she's she, like she's really damn she's it. really incredible. But this is the thing is we were both on two different alliances, and we knew we had to do that because they would have took us out. And because she tried to put me on the block twice, and, you know, I'm not going to say 11 years later, do I regret it? Possibly, but I had a decision on live TV. I won the veto in the uh, Final Four, and um, I had to choose to keep a young lady that saved me a week prior because she went against her alliance members and she saved me, or I had the choice to get rid of my sister. And it was it was one of the toughest decisions I had to make in the game. But I had to go with my gut feeling, and you know, my son was in and... You know, my whole family is one of those things where I guess I'm a man of my word. And um, I was saved the week prior. I was very grateful. And my sister tried to put me on the block twice. And so I actually affected my sister. Uh, Was it a bad call? Maybe, but I was 23 years old. But morally, you know, I, I... I gave payment where payment was due, and, you know, it's 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 hard in that situation, but when people are in that situation now and they have to make a call, it's a very stressful game, especially when you're in the house that long at the end, to make a right decision, because sometimes I don't know if there is a right decision. I mean, it could go either direction. Big Brother is luck. I mean, it, you can make one decision and it'll go great, or you make a decision and it goes bad. I mean, Big Brother is a luck game. It's like playing the lottery. Very true. Do you, uh, do you still talk to your sister? Um, we Okay, so we talk on Facebook every once in a while. I wish her happy birthday and stuff like that um would i want to be closer to her absolutely um we actually have another sister uh which she grew up with her i have never met her nor talked to her i talked to her on facebook but with the experience i now have a strong relationship with our father which um, we talk all the time and i have <laughs> And it's just it's very incredible uh I plan on going and seeing him in the next few months, and um, you know i you and I are so much like each other. He got a double uh, bachelor's degree in english uh in different I couldn't tell you what he got but he used to write and stuff like that just like I do and it's kind of weird how I was the
4: world, and we lot.
3: Yeah, I can
6: you. I don't know if you can hear me. My phone's being a little shady, but um, I wouldn't fault you for what happened. Um, I think I'd like to watch it and check it out. I would never fault you for that. It's a game. Um, can you guys hear me? I don't know if my phone's being yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I totally you know, wouldn't.
0: Cowboys was kind of breaking up a little bit.
6: Oh, okay. Mine does that too um i would never fault somebody for that and i'm sorry if you got any kind of hate or or anything like that for that's just ridiculous i mean you are playing for your family your immediate family your children and you know i mean that's morally so hard but at that point in the game you have to if you if you really want to win the money you're going regardless of if it is your sister or your best friend or whatever, there might have had to have been a moment with Julia and Liz where they had to, I don't know, if they had played differently, where one of them had to cut each other out. And in the end, you know, you probably would have, if you had won, shared it some, whatever. I don't know how that works, but I would never fault somebody for that. That's ridiculous.
3: Well, I think this is the thing, and I will say this on record. If Nakoma stayed in the house, she would have won Big Brother. And that's where I where I can, you know, like, would have been to help her, her sister, and, you know, uh, probably my father would have got some money as well. Uh, Without probably name, any probably not, and I wouldn't expect that. But the least would have been in the blood family. And, you know, my, my father said this. He said, I am very proud of both of you. It is amazing how far you both went. I took second, we took fourth, and that is really impressive to be able to do. Yeah, oh, yeah
6: and you can't go back and regret that stuff, you know. Like, it's like like you said. One of you guys said before. I'm getting you guys confused, which is weird because you have totally different accents. But like <laughs> you said that. um, it comes down to chance in the end, and you can't go back and regret. If you got that far, you really can't go back and regret anything because you you basically played the right game, and you can't go back and look, well, if I had kept her, she would have won. I just feel like that's like, in, like unintentionally torturing yourself, and I don't know, that's just my opinion, but you never know what would have happened, so.
5: Yeah, exactly. Plus now everything is like out in the open, so everyone will be like, you know, oh, you would have lost anywhere, or this, this, and that. So it's like you don't know really until if you did it at that exact moment because you don't know. Well, now the juries, you know, they've seen all the interviews and this and that. But at that moment, it's a different story. Absolutely. Nice. Well, it was
6: great talking to you guys. Yes, Good luck. And I hope, so I I hope you me. both – I'll be listening anytime you're on your interviews and radios and – I hope to see I don't know, one or both of you back on sometime. I'd be into that.
3: No doubt. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Just so you know, Into's actually from Jersey.
6: Yeah, I can tell. it's the accent. <laughs> <laughs> we understand each other. I under do. I don't have to translate what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, I understand
5: we him. the same language, exactly. We yeah. do, we <laughs> do. <laughs> <laughs> Cowboy, I gotta
6: it takes me a second. But you know.
5: You All right five. guys,
6: much love. Yes, thank, thank you. you so
5: much.
3: Bye bye. Well, Enzo, I want to say special thank you as we are wrapping up the Big Brother show, so I can hand the torch over to Mike to do the Survivor show. Uh, real quick, Enzo, did you watch Survivor uh, uh, on Wednesday?
5: I got. Uh, I have the tape. I have to actually watch it. I haven't, I haven't watched it yet.
4: It's great. <laughs> you'll love. You'll
5: love it. You'll like yeah. it. You'll
3: like it. But, Enzo, thank you so much. You're a brother. Um, you're you're my brother with Big Brother, and uh, you're an incredible person, incredible father, and uh, I wish you all the best of luck. And I do appreciate you taking the time uh, to call in and talk BB-17, and I wish
5: you all the best of luck in um, the future. No doubt, Cowboy, man. We'll hang out soon enough, bro. We'll throw a couple Absolutely. back. We'll hang out, reminisce a little bit, man. I All didn't right, even get buddy. to ask how those
0: babies are doing.
5: Oh, they're doing great, man. They're crazy. My two-year-old Nico, man, he's he's so crazy, this kid, man. We're going to have a handful with this one. And Gia, and she's five. And how old is Gia now? She's five years old, but she's, like, already 15. I mean, the way she calls Oh, my and God. Just, oh, my God. She's crazy. It's so I mean, crazy. Enzo,
0: when I was when I was with you in Vegas, Gia was just taking her first steps. And I have pictures of you and your wife and Gia, and she was just taking her first steps. And I still have those pictures.
5: Yeah, I mean, she was like six months old at the time. Six, seven months old.
0: Oh, my God, she was so adorable. And she was just trying to walk. And I can't believe she's five years old already.
5: Five years old, unbelievable. And she's so smart. The way she talks, oh, my God, forget about it.
0: Oh, my gosh. I can't believe is, that much is. time has flown by.
5: Hey, Enzo, wait until
3: she's 16 and uh, thinks that she really knows it all.
5: Oh, man, forget <laughs> about it. <laughs> oh, I got my hands full, man. That's it. But that's it. No more for me, man. Two, I'm good. That's it. No more. Well,
3: man. Enzo, you are an incredible person. And, again, thank you so
5: much. Go give them uh, hugs and kisses from all of us, and I will talk to you very soon, buddy. No doubt, guys. Hey, have a good night, guys, all right? Take care. Thank, man. Thank you, Enzo. All right. Bye-bye. Take
0: care, hon.
3: Bye-bye. Wow. What a guy. Incredible guy. I, I just adore Enzo. He's just a great fellow, and like I said, I have hanged out. With him, and uh, he's just a great guy in and out, and just and part of an incredible alliance. And um, I just I love to have him on to get his feedback because it's always so Jersey fied. And I'm glad that he had the chance to uh, call and uh, be a part of tonight's uh, finale, Big Brother show. And uh, Mike.
2: Hey, wait a second, I'm Cowboys. One, one, just question. I know we're going a little into our Survivor show, but Big Brother related. Before we you know, switch, can anybody explain to me what Vanessa was thinking when she went to put the key in? She says, "I'm, I'm voting for the player that best represents our season." Is that isn't that what she said?
4: Yeah, I don't think that was a very good uh, thing to say with her vote because I don't think that that really was. <laughs> I think she was still very bitter at that moment. Okay. Oh, it was also strange when she talked about how much money she had. I didn't know why that was helpful or appropriate at all. But
3: Well, this is this is the thing and I even uh, was talking to a friend about that today. If you actually look up her net worth, that's what mm-hmm. Thurston that her net worth is so Uh. it's actually record how much she's actually worth so by her saying i think it was just a way for her to say f you all i'm four and Mm -hmm. a half million dollars richer i really don't give a f if i won and and be done with it i think it was i don't think even if i was a multi-millionaire me personally, I don't think I would throw that in people's faces because, mm-hmm. I mean, you have people there that probably make twenty three, twenty five thousand dollars 25000 a year and you're basically saying, you know, you really didn't need money. Screw y'all. I mean, I, that's how I would take it if mm-hmm. I was in the season.
4: For sure.
0: Okay. Um. Are we ready to, to transfer into Survivor? Uh, sure. Okay, Mike, I have something. To I'm gonna cover. I'm gonna transcend into Survivor with Mike. Are you gonna uh, Mike Ellis? All right, Cowboy. Are you gonna stay with us?
3: Yeah, for just a quick bit, so I can talk Survivor real quick. Awesome. All right. Okay. Well,
0: let's let's go into this with this. Survivor is the most physically demanding and emotionally taxing game on television. It strips you to the core while offering them the opportunity to prove what you're made of. For those who win, the reward is grand, a million dollars and a high that may never be repeated. But for those who lose, the consequences often a relentless nightmare of what-ifs that never ends. Until now, 20 former players have been given a second chance. They've traveled to Cambodia, a country that can provide them their opportunity to seize their second chance. And now, Big Mike is here, and will be here all season to recap all these awesome episodes with us. So, let's get started with Big Mike on the Mike Show. How are you, Big Mike?
4: I'm phenomenal, and I've never, that not since probably Heroes versus Villains, and I think it might have been a little better than that, just because so much invested investment into these 20 characters and the other, you know, the 12 that didn't make it. It was just, it was a phenomenal intro. They released the first uh, nine minutes early, so we got to see that. I watched that a couple times before the show even happened, but it was just so amazing to see all the people and, you know, be there when they were actually picked in the audience so that, you're, you know, you're pulling for the people you like and the people you don't like, you're... Yeah, I was hoping they messed up in the show and it was just it was just a great hour and a half of T V and it was I loved I loved every second of it. I I wrote down six pages of notes from this episode. There was just so many <laughs> great know. sound bites. And I even will will actually officially say who my ballot was consistently going into second chances because I was pretty cagey. I know a lot of the survivors and I didn't want to, you know, talk about that a whole lot. Some of them were guests on the show. Et cetera, but uh, real quickly, I'd like to tear into the ones I actually voted for to kind of say, yeah, I love this person as a character. So do you mind, real quick, I wanted to say my official ballot for Second Chances? Yeah. Yeah, I was... Uh, I Every time I voted for Cass, because she'll be bringing the chaos, I voted for Abby. Uh, I wanted to see... Kelly Wigglesworth back, 15 years is a long time, so I was on her, in her court for sure. PG was somebody I supported, and it was great to have her there, and I'll talk later, but I think Abby had flashbacks to the Philippines, and I guess PG was the closest thing to RC. Uh, So I was on her from the beginning. I liked Monica, and I liked Shireen. She'll be, you know, very uh, argumentative, and Kelly Wentworth did the show, I loved her in her season, I love her dad, and she was one of the stars of this opening episode, so I just wanted to say, at the beginning, I was definitely in their court, so it was nice to see most of them had a relatively big part of the show.
0: I think there's only two people there that I didn't pick, Mm Hmm. and that's pretty cool. Um, All of the whole cast, of them, that's cool And one of them went home Last night so. <laughs> Well yeah, there
4: were, there were a few people That I expected to make that I didn't vote for Like I love Joe, I liked him on his season I, I, I like him even more Partying in Florida and hanging out And I, I was sure he'd make it so I didn't vote for Joe But I don't Several people that are on this cast That I, sh- you know, didn't vote for Either from personal experience Didn't really like him as a you know, didn't like their game, et cetera, and one of them was our first boot, so that was, you know, I don't think he played very well, The the you know, the dueling yoga, the thrusting his crotch in people's face, you know, Shireen was on a field day talking about uh, Olvidas Vascuskas, so it was, yeah, I was, I'm definitely wasn't... Vetus' camp, and I have a, something I'll talk about at the end of the show that I've heard it happen that once he was voted out, so I don't know if it's factual or not, but that some things that were brewing around, I don't even know where I got that intel from about Vetus post-show that, you know, was a little disheartening, so. Really, so, yeah. I'm get
0: my interest up.
4: Well, I don't know where I heard it, but somewhere in the interwebs or in POS or meeting all the cast at the finale or after the fact, Vitas allegedly got really upset uh, after being the first boot. I didn't know he was first boot. I only heard that when he got voted out, he was that he has to go home immediately and not be part of the pre You know, the people that are pre-jury do their own trip once they're all there. They get all the pre-jury together, and they do their own thing, and then the jury's there doing the jury's thing. Well, someone had conveyed that to me, and I'm not trying to hold back my, my information. I just really can't remember who said it was that he demanded to go home. And he seemed really, from the interviews I've seen, he seemed pretty okay with it, you know, the day after, but I don't know if it just, you know, got really upsetting once other people possibly got voted out after that, but that's what I heard, so I don't know. That's not confirmed at all, but it was just something interesting, and by, you know, not really being his fan, it was kind of like it it makes more sense to me now, kind of how he got taken out. Wow. You never know, it could be, it could just be a a bunch of BS that somebody just (laughs) said somewhere and And, it's you know, there's no way to really prove that. I'm not going to – I mean, I can talk to people I know that are handlers and see if they'll – see if that actually happened. But it was – it was fine with me because I I love Abby and the showdown between the two, it was, you know, I was – between the two, definitely Team Abby. And it was weird to see how the connections were there. You know, know, I'm thinking about the connections between seasons, so I didn't really – I think Terry would go right for the, you know, I'm buddies with Aris, and that's your brother because, you know, I've been to events and Vetus doesn't really, aside from his finale, isn't really hanging out a lot at charity events. He might hang out in L.A. with some of these people, but I had never seen Vetus and Terry interact and they immediately were talking about this connection they had. You know, like, yeah, let's work together. We're old school. And I'm like, Vetus is uh, not old school anything, <laughs> Right. Yeah. And one, another thing. Oh, my, go ahead. Go ahead. I I, no, go ahead. Well, one thing that I found interesting: they do this nine-minute intro, and they highlight twelve people get to talk, and eight didn't really get to do anything, and I didn't know. If that means anything, the the people that got to talk and they they focused on, you know, they went through and they talked to Kelly Wigglesworth, Savage, Spencer, Kimmy, you know, Kelly Wentworth, Sierra, Tasha, Jeff, Joe, Cass, Abby, and Jeremy, but they didn't talk to Keith. They didn't talk to Terry or Monica or Shireen or Wu or Steven or PG or Vetus. So it was just interesting the uh, production and editing, you know, why, why were those people, why were some people, certain people highlighted and certain ones not? It was just.
2: Uh, I will say this, that all those people you just named, we did see, you know, quite a bit of them during, during the episode. Don't, don't you think?
4: Well, yes, that's definitely fair. I think everyone, I don't think anyone was really invisible. Everyone got there. There was a lot of, I think if you went through and did the, a stenographer went through and I think everyone got sound bites in. I think a lot of people had more like Jeff Varner was the MVP, I think, in the episode. He was all over the place. But I think everyone got their, their two cents in for sure. So I just found it interesting who was highlighted and who wasn't. I thought that was
3: interesting I'm I'm literally, I'm, I'm literally about to get off, but I want to say that I'm rooting for Wu, and I think that Kelly finding the immunity idol really quick was very impressive. I feel oh, like yeah. we're going to see a lot of her this season. And I'm ultimately, I, I agree with Cherry. I was a little bit disappointed who went home the first night. Uh, I was hoping that he would be able to redeem himself. Uh, but I feel like there's a lot of great players in there. I I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I'm not great with names, but the firefighter, the black guy, I'm really yeah. I'm, I think he's going to be a good one, and I love the old man that got to play with his son. Uh, I hope them them two oh, can Keith. come together and make some good moves. Oh yeah, I Keith love was that idea some now,
4: some great. It'd be great if those guys from uh, San Juan del Sur can come together, and Keith just. He's so cranky that anti-yoga stuff. <laughs> it was hilarious.
3: <laughs> and I love, I love how when he was doing his diary session for say whatever you call it, and he mm. goes to pretend to spit, just because that was a big deal, you know, in his season mm. and asking his wife about him spitting. I thought that was epic, and I yeah. I love this cast. I think it's a very great cast. Um, I really hope that we can see some epic moves, but it almost looks like, and I may be over-talking, but the old school is going to outdo the new school. And,
4: mm-hmm.
3: you know, I, I kind of see that, and I did not see that was going to go that direction. I was very shocked and surprised.
4: I was, too. Oh, I totally agree. It was, uh, there's with uh, so many people from these new seasons, but, some of those old school people just really worked it for sure.
3: They sure did. They have the well, work ethic. I, I wish you all the best of luck this season. Uh, it's going to be a great season to talk about. Terry Paul, oh, yeah. thank you so much, and everyone that listened to my show, uh, chat room podcast, everyone, the fans, thank you so much. I love you guys. I will holler at y'all later. one. I want to say
0: chances. thank you. <laughs> I want to say thank you, I'm sure Paul does too, for everything that you do for us and for bringing all the wonderful guests to the show that you've done all season long for Big Brother uh, Roundtable Show. And just thank you for everything you do for the Red Reality Show Network. We love and adore you and appreciate you so very much. So thank you for a wonderful, wonderful Big Brother 17 Roundtable Show season.
3: Thank you so much, and I know Mike's going to bring uh, the heat with the new Survivor, and I cannot wait to see what Mike brings uh, to the table and the uh, Survivor um, reality stars he brings uh, every Thursday.
4: Awesome. Stay with us one minute, because
0: I have a big announcement, and then we'll let you go. Cowboy, I have a real big announcement I'm going to make right now.
4: Okay.
0: Okay. Paul doesn't even know this yet, so I'm kind of springing this on Paul, and he hates when I do this. But (laughs) (laughs) um, I just found out just before we went on air, so there was no way for me to even let him know. But we have somebody coming back to the Rad Reality Show that was with us seasons ago, and I'm so happy he's coming back to us. Louis Stravato oh. is coming back to the Rad Reality Show. Could that you is incredible. The dude. amazing Ray shows with us. Wow, awesome. Wow.
3: Welcome back, Louis. Well,
0: I just had to say that um, the bad thing is and the thing that I hate to do on air is say that we're, we'll be doing the shows on Sunday nights um, and <laughs> Paul's probably going to want to reach to the phone and slap me.
4: <laughs> um,
0: but that's when Louis could do it and so we had to uh, come to, to terms and, and say let's do this. So I wanted to have him back so bad and everybody loves Louis and Mary and David couldn't do the show this season so I'm just so happy to have Louie back, and I wanted to share that with you, Cowboys. So I wanted to share the surprise with everyone. So thank you for staying with with us, Cowboys, for the, the announcement.
3: That is awesome. Great news. I will call back and visit with Louie about Amazing Race, because it looks like a awesome. great season as well.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
3: know. Oh, real quick, I, I have to say this. And uh, y'all will all agree. Congratulations to The Voice winning the Emmy. Great job, well done. But CBS, oh. pull it out your hind end and get it back.
4: Yep.
0: I love The Voice.
3: Love, I, love, I love too. The Voice. It's, it's great. It's a great season. Uh, I tell you what. Um, well done. I I was watching uh, a couple of days ago. It's they deserve it. It was Mark Burnett is a very 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 talented. Uh, I just wish that he could get it for Survivor. I mean, he can get it for it, The Voice. Maybe he can try to get it for Survivor. I just, it's just so it's shocking. Weird. it
4: lost every year to the race when it was nominated. It was just crazy.
3: Yeah, well, The Voice beat Amazing Race, and I was really shocked about that. And he. He even made the comment, Mark Burnett, when he accepted the award. He said, sorry, Amazing Race, but it's our turn. <laughs>
4: All good.
3: So he, he didn't make that comment. And uh, I just, you know, Mark Burnett is a very, very talented man. Uh, obviously, that's why you are here tonight to talk about Survivor. And, you know, that was one of his first when he came over to America. Mm-hmm. And so I... You know, I just would love for him, uh, and he's probably won an Emmy with Survivor. And just I haven't seen it uh, yeah. since I've been watching the Emmys.
4: Special, they won some special Emmys very early, but never the competitive reality show Emmy. They never, they've never won it. So,
3: absolutely. Well, Mike, you have a great season. Paul Cherry, thank you so much. Love you guys, and I will talk to you all later. Thank See you, man. Thanks.
0: Thank, Thank you, you so much, Cowboy. Love you, babe.
4: righty, What a great guy, and that's a great announcement for the other show. It's, that's cool. and You know, I hung out with Louie, too. Same place where I met Enzo, so great guys, and yeah, that should be a gr- really good show. And I'll be watching, so, you know, I'll try to listen in as much as I can to the, that other show. Absolutely. So,
0: big news, um, we'll be doing the Amazing Race again this season, and Louise come, come back with us. I'm so excited about that, and I know Paul's probably
4: wanting to hit me right now, but... <laughs> um, He's exercising some great restraint. I haven't... Yes, I, I know he He's you something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's probably ready to send me something privately right now, but um, I just found out right before we went on air, so... Uh, it was something that, you know, you, you get those chances and you got to either take them or, or not. And
4: that mm-hmm. was one of those
0: things where I just had to say, okay, let's do this and hope for the best, you know? Oh yeah. And for sure. So let's carry on with survivor. Um,
4: I love the, uh, well, the intro was, you know, aside from the full intro, but having them all come in, they break into tribes, and it was so great to see the emotion in Jeff Varner, you know. Jeff even talked, Jeff Uh. Hopes even talked about, you know, he's been through a lot, he can feel the butterflies. And, you know, Jeff did a real short sit on the show last season, and uh, I know he wasn't feeling well, he was hyped up for everything, but he did come on very, very concise answers he was very cagey but watching that just natural reaction on that boat you know I almost teared up just like I love this guy he was like the third or fourth survivor i met out of 400 and whatever and it was just seeing that emotion and being like yeah I voted for Varner every every day and I'm glad he got on there and he deserved to be there that was great to great to see that
0: He's just such a sweet guy, and he's like a kid in a candy store, being out there on the island. Oh yeah. And he wants to play so bad. He keeps saying, "I'm I'm playing balls to the wall. I'm playing so hard. I'm." You know, he's
4: he just, was just. He was rude And that one confessional where he's talking about the shelter people and the, you know the the other people, the old school, new school, and he's like, "What just bit my ass?" He's just like, he's just so like. Right there and just, you know, not even trying to be funny, just reacting to his environment. Just doing a, he's doing a hell of a job. Yep. And we have one of
0: your dear friends on the switchboard. Uh, would you like to take a call?
4: Yeah, bring him on in. Who's here?
0: Let's do this. We have Mr. Chad Kincaid on with us now. How are you, Chad?
4: Hey, hey. After-
0: I'm on my speakerphone.
1: Can you guys hear me?
4: Yeah, you're you're fine.
1: Okay, cool. Um, yeah, that premiere was awesome. Like you said, they had the whole intro. Um, Kelly uh, Kelly not Wigglesworth. I can't stand Kelly Wigglesworth. Uh, Wentworth owned that episode, and uh, yeah, that was the best premiere I've seen in a long, long time.
4: Yeah, and I would think looking at the credentials on paper. You know, Wentworth had the, you know, the least strong resume, unfortunately, just on paper, but I I thought she was phenomenal, did her best on her season, you know, some people made some poor choices, and went with other people not her and her dad, and she just came out there, you know, she was playing balls to the wall too, she was all on fire, so... How do you like the two tribes, Chad? Do you have, like, a a favorite of the two, or do you like certain people on each tribe, or how do you feel about them?
1: Well, um, I'm obviously, I can't pronounce the tribe names, but whatever tribe Wentworth's on, that's... That's the KO? The KO, KO, yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, I don't know if you've seen my Periscope or my Facebook post, but I'm mostly rooting for the old school people, minus Wigglesworth.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um.
1: Whitworth, Abby, uh, Spencer. Basically, anybody, I'm kind of rooting for... I'm kind of... Don't have a... My favorite, Savage, but the lead, the only person I really don't want to win the season's cast. I can't stand
4: cast. <laughs> you're not a chaos fan, okay? Not at all, no. What's you beef with uh, Kelly Wigglesworth. I'm just kind of curious. She's uh Borneo season one, uh, key component to the series, uh, what's your challenges with, uh, old school Kelly W? Uh,
1: just based on what I heard what you pulled during in Borneo, I found out in your group, so.
4: Oh, yeah, well, they talked about NPOS. there's a lot of controversy from, se- there's some controversy from season one, and, you know, that is, that does make the whole season a little interesting, some of the shenanigans that you know, different cast members and production people have alleged happened and, you know, advantages and disadvantages. It's, it's kind of easier to win that many challenges if you have food. And what allegedly yeah. you do to get the food is, uh, you know, that's pretty sketchy, but it is out, I'll play, out, last. And if they're not keeping an eye on the store, then, you know, some people might get sandwiches for certain things they do. So, yeah. You know, more power right. to <laughs>
1: I, I kind of put a bad taste in my mouth, you know, and I'm just like, ugh. But the the main people I'm rooting for is Savage and Terry Deets. You know, the, like I said, the old school guys. Like you brought up Barner. Yeah, I voted for yeah. all those old guys. I voted ten times a day. And I also voted for Shane Powers, too, which well, I've discussed that. But
4: Well, that's a, that is an unfortunate cut when you don't have – shade in this mix, but, you know, even the people I didn't directly support, which I named some of them, and I didn't name some of them, and I, I, I'll I'll put that all out there, but even the people I didn't really want to see on there, the kids that I got on there, like, I think Cena is a great character. I just, you know, wanted other people on there instead. You know, Wu's an interesting guy. He got the rice for his tribe. Yeah, you know, so, there, there's, there's pros and cons to everybody. And he, Venus is an interesting character. It was I guess I'm kind of glad he was there to be the first boot. I didn't really want to see his hidden immunity idol in his boxer briefs and watch him massage all the girls. And yeah, you
1: know. I I didn't like that that yoga kind of crap either. I mean, I have nothing against yoga, but the way he was doing it was just really creepy. And
4: it ugh. well, there's Joe doing yoga on the beach or yoga, as Tasha called it. But then you've got yoga in camps. A little, I think that is a little excessive. I think. You know, is a great way to relax, stay in shape. But yeah. right up in the shelter, and you're like, he's grabbing Shireen and like, thrust this here. And, dude, I was like, the heck am I watching?
1: Yeah. It was, that was weird, but, yeah. I was, I was kind of, the only reason I was really pulling for Vetus was because he was Aris' brother. Like, Aris is one of my favorite Survivor winners. and
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was an interesting thing for sure. Uh, one thing that we haven't talked about, which I thought was one of the cutest scenes, and it's on my DVR right now because I'm watching the show for the third time, is Savage talking about his two girls and their infatuation with heartthrob Joe from last season and this season. Did you guys yeah. like that scene? Was that or that episode was that a or this uh, that scene that was pretty? pretty cute thing to say that his girls were both like, oh my god, Joe is so hot. <laughs> yeah, he's he's perfect. Like It was just, I thought that was really cute to watch. And then Savage did that to pump up Joe. And then I'm watching it literally on my TV. He went and chopped down a damn tree. Like, and we're not talking about a little sapling. He's chopping down a big old palm tree. And then yeah. fishback's just like staring right at him like, Oh my god, what am I doing here? You know. Um, <laughs> he's he's a fishback out of water, just like he said. So
1: <laughs> So what what were your thoughts on Stephen Fishback? I was a little disappointed. It seemed like he was just playing the lazy card. What do you think? I I've
4: been, I I supported him in the votes and I like him and I you know, I I think he got what he deserved in token change because I think J T played a hell of a game. I think yeah. some of his, his some of his role in this cast is a little nullified because you get somebody like Spencer who's a little newer model, a little you know more heightened and a similar kind of, you know, cerebral guy, a thinker, you know, not exactly yeah. the best. In, you know, Spencer's a little better in challenges, but they seem like a similar character. And Steven just, I don't know, he's kind of starting out the same way he did in Token Sheen. It's kind of a slow start. But if he links up with a, the right alpha males or alpha females, I think he could go pretty far. And he's, I don't think he's immediately a huge Man. target, even though he was a runner-up. There's only a couple, I was it, three people that were second place, and I don't know if any of them are, you know, immediately, oh, my God, we got to get rid of Steve, Steven Wu or, uh, you know, Kelly Wigglesworth. So. But I liked it, and I liked uh, just the dynamic changes, you know, thirty one seasons we saw something that's never happened before, you know. I thought I was stoked like wow Kelly Wentworth just found a hidden immunity idol, you know, went out and found it, but she found a clue and the 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 idol was hidden in a challenge and I just thought that was, you know, a great a diversion and a great new thing. What do you guys think of that?
1: I thought it was awesome. How she pulled
4: it off—it was very sneaky. Oh yeah, they're all right when they're making their little, their poles with other pieces of wood, and everyone's focused on are they going to get the key. And they showed her—they that was some great editing. They showed her looking back like five times, like, should I go? Should I go? Should I go? And I was like, I was like, I was like screaming at my TV, "Grab the idol! Grab! Like I love Kelly. I don't want her to get buttered out. Like grab that damn idol!" yeah and she she' got a hold of it, and uh you know it was like i was i, I was glad to see that Kelly do well, and the other Kelly you know had some major challenge with that with that challenge. that's not an easy thing for any means, but her little uh stick she put together was not long enough, yeah. So, are, are you? Uh, were you team? Are you seem like you like Vetus, But what's your take on Abby versus Vetus, and Abby versus PG and Abby versus everyone in the in Cambodia? Did you have any take I'm on that Abby chat the, or anyone else?
1: I'm Team Abby all the way on that
4: one. And I, I'll, I'll still stick with this. I think. I don't know if she put her own bracelet in PG's bag. If. She's the closest thing, like I said, that looks like our that looks like RC. That she just is having flashbacks to her her other season. You know, Abby's a great great woman and fun in person, but there's something about when she's on an island and cameras are around her. She just I don't know. She's an intense person to be around.
0: Doesn't she turn into like a completely different person because she's always so upbeat and so like happy when I see her or talk yeah. to her in other p- scenarios but then you see her out there on the island and it's like that's Abby I've never seen her so like
4: uh, yeah you know <laughs> yeah and that was just really weird the whole thing was like, well who's bags? shoes and where's my thinking I'm like they're trying to build shelter and if you're not trying to build shelter you're trying to build alliances and bonds and her only emphasis was what's Find my bracelet. Like, I mean, it's an important thing. I don't know how invaluable that thing is or what it meant to her, who made it, The you know, the context there. But I was just kind of like, you need to talk to people and just chill out because I, I want you to do well. So just shut up and do what you need to do, which isn't what you're Smile, doing. Abby, be happy,
0: Abby. Be that loving little you know, Gal, Abby, that we all know she can be, and usually she's so, just, I don't know, just so opposite of Please. what she was out there that we saw on the show. she's always so just like sunshine, you know, and...
4: Well, while well, in her little blurb that happened, she kind of... Showed her own colors, and you know they showed what she was talking about was chopping a coconut and almost hitting, scooping in the head, and you know yelling at Lisa and yelling at RC and you know yelling at everyone that's not named Pete. It was just, it was just what happened, and she that's all she could talk about, and she was just you know consumed by it. I, I think if she can calm that down with the group she's in, as long as it sticks together, she should be safe. But I think. You can see on the next time on Survivor, there was a little bit of, I think Varner's going to be possibly going in with another faction. He seemed like, you know, he's one to get big players out, but I don't know who the big players he thinks are, but I think he's going to be the swing vote again. If they happen to lose, they may win, because I think... Overall, I think the Tribes are pretty balanced. I was I was actually surprised how many people were put together that kind of had connections or kind of knew each other. But I think yeah, it's because some of the – yeah.
1: That was one of the things I noticed. Like, there was a lot of people paired from the same season. Like, you know, in past seasons, like, they had all returning players, like all Star Tiers versus villains. Yep. Didn't, they, didn't they purposely defy from that? Yeah,
4: I don't know. Well, yeah, you get Cass and Tasha. You've got Keith and Jeremy. You've got uh, Lou and Spencer. Uh, Yeah. I'm glad that Jeff – the one thing I'm glad they didn't put together was old Jeff and Kimmy, just because I was totally Team Jeff in Australia. I didn't really support Kimmy as a candidate. I thought T-Bird would have been a better story. But when they won the, or they were talking about the chickens, and they were like, I'm blocking them in this camp because I couldn't eat this chicken if she was in my camp. So.
0: I think they all did their homework, though. We heard Terry Dietz tell Spencer that his son had put oh, up a dossier on everyone out there, and it told him to trust Spencer. Yep. And so I think they had all, before going out there, done their homework on everybody that was going
4: to be on the show. And, and you see Spencer's new school reaction, though, to that one in his confessional? Yes. He's like, I'm, yes. Glad that, I'm glad that Terry's kids told him to trust me, but I'm not going to trust anybody. I'm like, is this a, oh my God, is that a clue to something else? Or, you know, that, a whole different perspective where these old, the, in the old school, you'd real old school, they'd all link up and work together and all the weak people are out. So you get real strong at the merge. But now, the stronger you are, the quicker you can get blown up. Yeah. Old
0: school, they'd go up and they, you know, they decide they were going to work together. They'd shake each other's hand, and when they said, "You can trust me," you could trust each other. And that yep. was old school. Now, you know,
4: you'd be better shaking somebody's hand. Shake, yeah.
0: And the very next move might be their hand with a knife in your back. You know, <laughs> and yep. It just means nothing, so I don't know. Yep. Um, but I I liked the little intros that we got with the few people that got to give them. I, like you, mm-hmm. I was curious as to why everybody didn't get to give them.
4: Yeah, and I think there have been times you know you come back to each person a little bit, and they each get a little blurb, and you know that was that was definitely interesting for sure.
0: And then the teams, Ion and Takeo. Yeah. Takeo has Wigglesworth, Wu, Shiren, PG, Vitas. Oh, did they have Vitas? Yep. Jeff, Spencer, and Kelly. Wigglesworth. Yeah. And then Ion has Sierra, Tasha. Fishback, Savage, Jeremy, Monica, Cass, Joe, Keith, and
4: Kimmy. Yep. So on paper they seem pretty pretty balanced, and it was neat that you know ripping the stuff off the boat and then that that swim off. And we've seen before you, when people try to outswim the boat, they get their butts kicked. But it, you know, woo! Or first it's uh, Kelly dives off as a river guide, then Joe's out there, then. Then Wu pulls it out and he he beats them both and gets that uh that huge bag of rice advantage. Yeah,
0: that was pretty interesting the way they started off the show started off the before they even made it to their their camps they were already in a you know their first competition mm-hmm. basically. Yep. They
4: they definitely. And I'm surprised they didn't, like, fake them out or, you know, like, switch it up. It was like, here's your group, and there they are. It was it, That felt very, very old school, you know, no picking on the beach or anything. Right. So um,
0: tell me, do you think that now that we've seen this new clue um, with a hidden immunity idol actually being placed within the challenge... Do you think that's going to be something new that we'll see further on within Survivor, or do you think that was a one-time deal?
4: Or I I think it's going to continue because they, they know everyone's now looking for it, and I think they want – they always want the idol more in your face, not only our face, but the other players' faces. So I think that might be how they do all idols now because they want people to know who has the idol so that they vote for them so they play the idol. I think that's gonna that's directly intentional and I think it's gonna continue. Personally, I don't know what everyone else thinks, but that that's my take on it.
0: Well we'll see how I thought it brought twi- a lot of drama.
4: Oh yeah. Sorry, go ahead.
1: We'll see how it pans
4: out and you know. If you're on the bottom of the chopping block and you read the challenge and You already aren't good at... Like, if somebody like Will sucked at a challenge and he's, you know, sucking around, not doing well at the event, then he's screwing around going for an idol in the middle of the challenge instead of, you know, breaking a block or getting a puzzle piece, I'd be like, what the hell are you doing? You know, then they lose on purpose and he gets the idol clue and he's like... Or the actual idol, like, yeah, why don't you try voting for me now? I know you all hate me. I just got this idol, so... Vote for me, then I'll I'll vote for who I want. And they're going home. That'd be great. That'd be great TV if that all happened in an episode. Because you know people would be gunning for each other. Oh yeah. Or if there's two people on the outs and they're both in the middle of a challenge, or what if it's one of those challenges where they're like battling each other with the pads? and you're trying to knock somebody off, but they're trying to get an idol clue, or they're trying to get the idol. It's just insane. Another thing that I want to mention, that just because it showed up on my thing, and I'm a little out of order on my notes, is they made fire, Joe made fire without glasses, without flint, just with bamboo and perseverance, and I thought that was that was pretty awesome to see.
0: Yeah. Fishback is out looking for an idol.
4: <laughs> yeah, like, I'm on the outs, but instead of sitting around talking to people, I'm going to go look for an idol. It was just like, <laughs> go, come on, Fish. Like, you got to socialize. But then they all knew, like, Jeremy's like, where's Steve? And everyone's like, where is he? Where is he? And, you know, everybody knows that he's out in the bog looking for you know, whatever idol's not there because it's at the challenge, kid. It's not, it's not where you think. And that's, I'm really surprised it took 31 seasons for somebody to think like, why don't we hide the idol at the challenge instead of the camp? Like I can only imagine that production meeting where Jeff or some other producer said that, then everyone probably just didn't say anything for a second. Like, oh my gosh, why have we not done that before?
0: It cracked me up when Fishback was trying to use the hatchet
4: to Oh yeah. To
0: break <laughs> he couldn't. He was just oh my gosh. He just isn't cut out for some of that stuff out there. And he even yeah. said that either going to dominate how you said he was either going to dominate his tribe or he was he was was going to dominate his tribe or he was going to dramatically overplay and flame out really early, really quickly.
4: Yep. And I could see that happening. But it was neat seeing the, uh, you know, they make the fire and, you know, immediately Joe's like, what a great group we have, not how awesome I am. And I think other players would have tried to say, "Look how awesome I am," and his whole emphasis was, "Let's you know, you know, we're a team." And Tasha's like, "The teamwork can make the dream work." And I'm just like, "Yeah, what a, what a fun bunch!" And that makes yeah, Savage love them even more.
0: <laughs> yeah, if they keep that going, they can be strong for a while, you know, and. I don't think it really becomes an individual game
4: so much until merge, you know? Yeah. They're going to need each other. And I I just thought of it just literally the second, but seeing Joe and Savage, it reminds me of uh, Tom Westman and Ian from Palau, just that older, like, father-type figure almost, or, you know, older dude and younger dude, and just they're – they could sit here and dominate the whole thing and they could work together till the end.
0: So we have a, ch- a question in the chat room. Do you think these guys knowing each other in advance
4: will affect gameplay? I think, yeah, it's going to be probably at all-star levels. I mean, like I said in our chat, I saw I saw people strategizing in L.A. Like I, I saw it happen. So I think it. I think there was a lot of pregame deals. I heard a lot of rumblings. I I saw it personally. So I think pre, pre-known things are going to be huge, and people that didn't make it were also trying to get in there on alliances, and they they found out they're not part of it, and some of them, like Shane, had been building alliances already. Well, so I think it's going to be a huge deal. Chad, what's your take on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a huge advantage for some of them, you know. Of course, you know I thought I thought pre-game alliances weren't allowed, but I guess you can't cer- stop certain things from happening, right?
4: Well, the, they can just everyone's on Twitter. I think everyone, almost everyone's on Facebook or Twitter, so there's a lot of talking. Even the twelve that didn't make it, you know, and I directly saw, and I think it made me why sure he didn't want to talk to me and some of the fans, like you know, on Friday or on Monday of the finale. We're just sitting out, you know, trying to meet the cats like we do. And I saw Spencer, and I was like, hey, man, what's up? And I didn't see he was with Shereen, And I was like, oh, crap. I didn't, you know, I'm not trying to blow their games up or their pregame right. deal up. I was just saying hi to Spencer. Like, nice to see you, dude. <laughs> so then I think Shireen maybe got a little spooked or something. I, I don't know. It was just really strange. Yeah. Like, we just like you. We just, we care about you. you know, oh, I want you to. I think you're both interesting characters, so I wanna see you both do well.
1: Yeah, you know, pre game alliances, yeah, it could be a good advantage for some people, you know.
4: So. Yeah. But I think that's a great question. I think it could pan out and I think some the opposite though I think is true. I think some of these people didn't formally interact at all until they got there or had inklings and just wanted to maybe get there and actually interact and not not what you were doing on the show 15, 12 years ago. You know, what do you like now? And I think there's just some interesting connections. And I think more likely the young people or the newer players, I think are going to underestimate old school players. But I think some of them have a lot of traction and they've got, you know, they had to, the, some of those people had to beat out so many other players and go through other so many other steps and were in the spotlight. Like, when Survivor was the number one show and Varner and Kimmy were on it, that's a whole lot different than season 28 with Spencer. And he's going to appreciate them and maybe take them for granted, even though he says he appreciates all versions of the game, but he's right. a new school player. I think he's going to be aware of what they can do, but I think there will be some cockiness with some of these new players.
1: Oh yeah, definitely,
4: definitely. And I think the older players are going to be one to prove that they can adapt. Like Terry was a challenge beast. He's like, I got to work on how I interact with people. That's you know, I've got to change that, or I won't. They're going to see me as a threat, and they're going to get rid of me.
1: Well, I um, I don't know if you're familiar with Periscope, what that is, but
4: um, no, what is it?
1: It's a new after. (laughs) Basically, it's like YouTube, but it's a live broadcast. Well, okay. I
4: jumped,
1: I jumped on Jeremiah Wood's uh, periscope, and he was thinking that the new school people was going to do a lot better than the old school. I was like, well, I don't know, because look at Scoopin' and Jervis. They're old school, and they went all the way to
0: the end. Yep. So so what do you the think games- that- that Kelly's going to do with the idol Do you think she's going to keep quiet about it Or do you think she's going to tell people Tell somebody that she has it
1: Well here's the thing You've, I don't know if you guys caught on to this But during the episode Her whole tribe was telling me Was saying how they liked her So I don't yeah. think she's Any kind of danger whatsoever Now If I was her and if I was in that good position I would not tell anybody
0: but, right. you know, so she's in a pretty That's good spot. That's the people that seem to, to go far with an idol is the people that keep their mouth shut about it. And yeah. I really respect those people that can have an idol and not tell anybody. But it seems really hard to do out there. You know, people get an idol and they just want to tell somebody they have it, you know. <sighs>
4: I think that may be closer to the merge if she makes it. I think she's gonna have some kind of a connection with somebody, and I think she will talk about it, but I think she'll be really you know protective of who she tells, and maybe somebody like you know Varner, who even though he's kind of a swing vote, she may trust more than somebody like Spencer just a just a hunch interesting. Um see if there's any great sound bites we didn't get. I don't want to miss there were just some great stuff. I don't want to make sure make sure there were any fun quotes that didn't get covered. Do do Jo I mentioned I love the you know, they called Tasha called it yoga, not yoga because everybody's doing the yoga with him, but Vitas no one's doing the and I thought that was that was, I know that was hilarious. Yeah. And it was great to see throwbacks to the very old stuff, Quest for Fire. Yeah. Um, that's the first challenge. Now, in the first one, all they did was light the fires and bring the thing up on the beach and then they were done. And then they added the other, other component here. So that was a nice change in addition. But, uh, yeah, it was great to see that challenge back and it I like when they bring back I think it was it came back for All Stars and for this and they've done elements of it before in other other seasons, but it was great to see. Yeah,
0: Do, I thought it was interesting to see how Sharon, um talked to Varner when they went out in the woods and yep. Sharon seemed to really just sort of like explode with info to to Jeff Varner oh, yeah, tell him all kinds of info about Vetus. You know? And, it, and Jeff's like, wasn't
3: even making these
4: connections. And I was like, you need to. I
0: know. I know. I don't think he was expecting it. And she just like just poured information out, you know, but I think she'd been kind of wanting to talk to him, and she finally got him out in the woods, and she just erupted with info, and uh, Jeff was standing there like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: (laughs) Like a kid in a candy store, and Shereen's running the store, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I was also glad that Shireen kept her clothes on for the entire episode. That was a really good job. Yes. (laughs) I guess they didn't have any dishes to wash. Maybe they don't have dishes. (laughs) I don't
0: know. We're winding down. We have about six minutes left. Um, I'm just looking forward to a really, really good Survivor Second Chance season. I think it's going to be an epic, epic season with a lot of great back and forths going on, all these great players out there. How can it be anything but an epic season?
4: Yeah, and there's going to be several people, I think, in talking to us, too, that are going to be giving us some interesting perspectives. Uh, I know the Dirty 30 will be getting in here. They were all busy this week with something they were doing for Max's show, but... Several have expressed interest, so they'll be in here, plus other people with connections to the season. We're going to try to reach out to get a couple people each week from that know somebody from that's playing the game now. So it should be, I think, an exciting season for sure. Sounds great.
0: Well, I want to thank everybody for calling in tonight or listening to the show, all those in the chat room who've been with us chatting in the chat room all night. Thank you so much for being with us. And everybody, have a great weekend. Don't forget to join us on Monday for the Monday show with Michelle Costa from Big Brother Season 10. She's going to be back from the big event out in California and Vegas, uh, the Big Brother 17 Rap party is going on as we speak. Um, The meet and greet is going to be out in Vegas. So uh, lots to talk about on Monday. So make sure you join us for that. Uh, That's 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, right back here on the Rad Reality Show. And then back here on Sunday for the Amazing Race Show with Louis Stravato. And we back here again. Next Thursday for Mike on the Mike, talk about Survivor. And I can't wait for this season. This is going to be my favorite season of Survivor, I think, aside from season one. Um, I just think (laughs) it's going to be an epic, epic season. So make sure you guys are here. Pardon me, Chad?
4: Who do you all think's going to be the major villain this season? Oh. Hmm. I think some people that – I don't know if there's any real heroes and villains just when you look at it. I think I think somebody like Cass is going to intentionally do things to better her game that may be outside the box thinking. But it wouldn't be a surprise if she's a villain or if Abby's a villain. You know, or if Spencer does crazy stuff, maybe somebody, well, even Jeff was a bit of a villain in Australia doing stuff intentionally. There could be somebody that people really like that does something really crazy and then becomes a new villain. I think, so I don't know who that's going to be, but I think it's somebody we won't expect.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. People in the chat room are saying, Abby or Cass?
4: Yeah, I would I would or agree Woo. with the chat room. Yeah, Woo's done sketchy stuff, so maybe maybe it's Wu. Yeah, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of great candidates for sketch. Shireen could do something. She could get another blow up, and if you, know, you never know,
0: you never know. And would be a good question, though.
4: For sure, that was that was a great question.
0: All right, well, thank you all for being here with us tonight. It was a great big double show tonight with Big Brother 17 uh, wrapping up tonight with the Roundtable wrapping up with Michael Cowboy Ellis. We had a great time with him and wrapped up our season with that. And then premiering with Survivor tonight, so it was a big show two hours of being here on the Rad Reality Show tonight and enjoy every minute of it. Uh, I could go on and on, but our time is quickened down. We've got two minutes on the clock now, so I do want to say thank you to, again to everybody who's been with us all evening long. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Come back on Monday with Michelle Costa. And I'm sure she's gonna have a lot to talk about after being out in California and in Vegas at these events. Oh yeah. so That's gonna be a big a big show. And then back again on Thursday with Mike on the mic. And don't forget our new show on Sunday, the Amazing Race Show with Louis Stravato back with us. So <laughs> I'm gonna play this to get us out of here. Here's Ron to close the show. Good night everybody.
4: God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one.
0: Say good night, guys.
4: Good, good night.
3: night.
0: Good night, all. Take care. God bless, and be kind to each other. That's a wrap.